It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off the Leash. Yes, welcome to the very first edition of Off the Leash for 2019. You're with Andrew Hughes and shortly the GRV team along with uh, Molly Haynes and Brett McLaughlin. One of the talking points, of course, today is looking back at the uh, Group 1 Silver Chief on the weekend past. Spread out fast on the inside there with Sonachi. They go together early, followed by Kinlock Moss and Fantastic Yankee. Back on the inside out of the straight. And Barriga Brett's held them out, led by half length Sonachi. Ten lengths away then came Fantastic Yankee, followed by Rio Brave. Then Kinlock Moss, Peter Allen, followed by Gypsum Trains. And Slingshot Hammer at the tail. Barriga Brett narrowly, Sonachi the outside. Eight or ten lengths, Fantastic Yankee and Rio Brave. Into the straight though, Barriga Brett the leader. Got a surge on here and it's the favourite Silver Chief. Barriga Brett a length and a half to Two Sonachi, a gapway third, tight. It's either fantastic Yankee or Rio Brave. The favourite Baruga Brett takes the Group 1 Silver Chief. Joining us in the studio, of course, from GRV, Molly Haynes, Brett McLaughlin and uh, Molly off to a flying start already with the Group 1 Silver Chief. Yes, look, it was a great night at the Meadows last Saturday night and Baruga Brett, it was his first Group 1 victory and gosh, didn't he do it in fine fashion. He was undefeated the entire three-week series before taking out the $100,000 first prize in a time of 29.73. Now, this wasn't his best time in the um, three series of the Silver Chief. It was actually the slowest, um, which was quite interesting, but Still, it was a huge effort nonetheless. He is a winner of 16 races from 44 starts. It was a bit of a birthday present too for Brooke Ennis, who celebrates her birthday on, well, who celebrated her birthday yesterday. So a big happy birthday to Brooke. But, Brett, I know Brugger Brett's uh, run was pretty impressive, but what about the second place runner, Sinachi? Yeah, went stride for stride with uh, Brugger Brett right throughout the Meadows circuit there. Molly running second in a time of 29.87. Only six starts into his career, so he's got it all ahead of him, that's for sure. Formerly trained in South Australia by Kieran Corby, who's maintained an interest in the ownership there. He's now in the hands of Stephen Bruce White here in Victoria. First three career starts at Angle Park. He's recorded best of the night times. And as we mentioned, three wins and a further three minor placings from his first six starts. So uh, definitely one to watch going forward. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Now we look ahead, of course, to the Warrigal Cup. The Gippsland Carnival in full swing. We had the uh, Sale Cup on Boxing Day, a great success with the local hero. Now Cleo coming out on top and Warrigal now with the second leg of the Carnival on Saturday night with the Group 1 Warrigal Toyota Cup. And Brett... uh, as I said, all roads lead to Warrigal this Saturday night. Yeah, they certainly do. We had five heats of the Cup uh, on Friday night with the winners and the three fastest second-place getters earning a spot in the final. Elevator was the fastest qualifier in the opening heat, clocking a time of 25.48. Uh, she was led by Dinah Hunter early, but she pushed her on the rails to score by uh, a widening 1.7 lengths. Uh, Elevator's trainer, Harry Manalitsis, won two of the five Warrigal Cup beats, of course, uh, with Italian Plastic, his second winner in the most exciting heat of them all, with less than half a length separating the first three across the line, with sure to excite and fully loaded running second and third there. And Harry Manalitz is only three in the kennel. Molly, to get two through to a Warrigal Cup final is a great effort. I know, it's a huge effort. And also, the owners of Italian Plastic, they're mainly um, first-time Greyhound owners, so what a ride these guys are going on. He was in the Italian Plastic was in the Geelong Cup. Unfortunately, he didn't get there, but he's got a, a really good band of owners, which is fantastic. But Orson Allen 
one for me was ultra impressive in the heats and his win over Big Flood. In the GIV Extra preview that we'll have up online shortly, James Vandermar called Orson Allen's run, run of the night and potentially run, in the, run of the year. So to call that in January is an absolutely amazing effort. Now, um, Orson Allen went 6.36 to the first mark. So that's actually a length and a half outside this first split record. James said that in all of the years he'd been calling at Warrigal, he hadn't actually seen a dog go quicker than that. So if we step back in the history books, this is another um, stat, I suppose, credited to James Vandermar. In the 2014 Warrigal Cup heats, speed demon Paul Licking went 6.42 early, and that same year, champion Black Magic Opal went uh, 6.49. So for Orson Allen to run 6.36 on Friday night at Warrigal was an amazing effort, but... um, what about Jabrina, Brett? <laughs> yeah, no, a huge run uh, in the final heat of the night. Just 23 months old, 10 starts, 7 wins and 2 minor placings. The third fastest heat win on the night and the fourth fastest time overall. Uh, went 6.44 to the first mark, which saw him lead Zoom out. It was in box one. And uh, later on the show, we'll have uh, Jabrina's trainer on to tell us all about uh, all about the Greyhound heading through to the final. But as you mentioned, geez, Orson Allen is really quick to the first mark. Absolutely. And look, we can't not mention Cooter Mayhem. He's the veteran of this field. He's, it's his second consecutive Warrigal Cup. He ran third la- in last year's edition to Aston DB. He won the Hillsville Cup in September. He was the slowest qual- qualifier, but what an effort for this dog. And, and the Sharps who trained him as well. And look, I believe he was actually quite lucky to get there. He um, in- had a, a very close encounter with a snake on the heat of the um, heat day of the Warrigal Cup. So um, very lucky to get out of there and um, and huge effort, I suppose, by the dog and the Sharps. All right, uh, latest uh, odds. And, of course, here is the box draw for the Warrigal Toyota Cup uh, at Warrigal. Uh, big flood from box one, Shona Thompson. And at the moment, $4.20 on tab. Two Italian plastic, three, sure to excite. Uh, box four is Kuda Mayhem. Uh, five, Jabrina. And at the moment, uh, one of the equal favourites at tab, box six, Orson Allen, also in the betting well and truly, box seven, Elevated, box eight, Dinah Hunter. And as you can see there, tab at the moment have some five greyhounds uh, inside $4.50 or better. So that tells us a very open race. Just before some final thoughts on the Warrigal Cup, just want to give a mention to Adrian Scott and the team on how they coped with what was a crazy day weather-wise. Of course, people will recall last Friday was that horrendous 44-degree day. There were fires in Gippsland. And, of course, as quick as the heat came, it went. But when you're running a greyhound race or any meeting, you have to... uh, Safety is paramount. So all the races were put back. There were plenty of people going there for a big Calcutta night. So people had booked in. In the end, though, by the time race one arrived, the cool change had arrived. Everyone was there. And, Molly, it went like clockwork. So well done to... GRV and the Warrigal team for coping with what was a bit of a challenging day early on. Yes, it was. And look, you've got to thank the racing department back at GRV who were able to keep an eye on the weather and control, I suppose, when this race start. I think the temperature had dropped 20 degrees by the first race had come. So that is phenomenal. And there was even a bit of rain too. So being there on Friday night for the Calcutta, which um, Rich Oak, Matthew Richardson was there as well. He had a fan- We had a fantastic night with him, but there was rain there. It was, um, it was good for the rain to come but 
boy, it got cold when it when it cooled yeah, down. <laughs> but much more pleasant than uh, if it had been the other way. All right, it'll be a pleasant evening. The forecast looks good for this uh, Saturday night. Lots of things happening there at Warrigal, aside from the race itself, Molly. Yes, look, Dane Swan will be there, as well as live music in the trackside party paddock. Now, this was a huge hit on Sale Cup night. We actually recorded the highest ever crowd for a Sale Cup. It was phenomenal weather. We've had a couple of really raining sales, Sale Cups, but look, this trackside party paddock went often I think people partied into the night well after the cup had finished. All right, terrific. Get along to Warrigal and enjoy a terrific night, the Warrigal Cup coming up this Saturday. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Yes, with thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria with Andrew Cuse, Molly Haynes, Brett McLaughlin here for our first edition of Off The Leash in 2019. Well, um, the Greyhound Adoption Program is going so, so well over so many years now. I've been out there to pay a visit. We've done lots of interviews and spoke to so many people that have now got uh, greyhounds as pets and part of their families. And we now go to a three-day Adoption Day weekend coming up very, very soon, Molly. And um, there's a little bit of uh, a difference with the way this one's being run. Yes, look, it's three days, like you mentioned, starting on Friday at Seymour. That's their headquarter kennels. But the big news to come out of this Adoption Day is that adoption fees will be waived for this adoption event only. Event only. But I do need to mention that this doesn't mean the matching or adoption process will be any different. There's staff, a gap staff on um, on course to make sure they um, make sure the day is running smoothly, but they're also also making sure that the families are matched properly to the greyhound. So sometimes the families aren't necessarily uh, the right match for the dog and the gap staff just make sure that they can enable, I suppose, the best possible match for these greyhounds. So the adoption fee, like I mentioned, has been waived. But even after the adoptions have taken place, you you get three or four phone calls by the GAP staff to make sure everyone's settling in well and everyone's getting on A-OK. But um, registrations for this three-day adoption event are essential. So make sure you go to gap.grv.org.au to register for one of the three days. I know last year when they ran this day, they had to reduce it to two days because the dogs actually went so quickly. They had to knock that last day off. So hopefully these greyhounds all find fantastic homes. All right, maybe the tip there is to book for the first day, register. But of course, advice to people out there, um, anyone can go on any day to see more themselves. And uh, that was one of the days I went out there with my family. And it's perhaps uh, a little tip or a secret that you go out there, there's only a handful of people maybe looking on any day and you get to have a look around the place yourself. So you don't have to go to a, an adoption day specifically to adopt a greyhound. You can go out there yourself and they'll ring them up and they'll look after you and they'll they'll introduce you to the greyhounds as well. So it's open most of the year. That's uh, good advice too if you're looking to add a greyhound to your family, which so many people have done and will continue to do so. Well, on to a uh, pretty serious topic in terms of uh, tracks. We know Terrelgan have had a few issues. And Brett, what's the latest GRV regarding Terrelgan? Yeah, I'll just pop my racing department hat on for a second, Andrew. Look, we've had further transfers for the month of February. Uh, full credit to the racing uh, operations department for, for going ahead with this uh, while ongoing remedial works take place. Uh, Sale, Hillsville and Cranbourne will host those replacement meetings that Terrelgan will meant to have during the month of February. So look, check Fast Track for details or give member services a call on 8329 and you get all the details there. So yeah, Terrelgan's still out of uh, action for the month of February. 
All right, let's move on to a track that's well and truly in action, Warrnambool, and uh, they've had some terrific things happening of there, of course. Uh, the Seaside Festival in full swing at the moment. Uh, it's a family-based festival with... Uh, Days at the races and lots of people, of course, are holidaying in the region and there's plenty happening off the track as well. And on the track too, uh, they've got a big race called the Summer Sizzle. So, Molly, Warnable really being proactive with what is a busy time of the year down the coast. Yes, they are. Look, it's fantastic to see that all of these races put on. But the Summer, summer Sizzle is by far the standout for the Saturday night card, which concludes the um, Warnable Summer Seaside, Seaside Festival. Like I mentioned, $25,000 to the winner. And there's some pretty handy dogs in this field. Yes, so there are. And uh, we run through the Summer Sizzle field. You have to be careful saying that, guys, because <laughs> yeah. you say it quickly or slowly on radio, and it is a bit of a tongue twister. From uh, Well, here is the field. One, he's for me. Two, she's a Mitzi. Three, my brocade. Four, Chisler. Uh, five, Crimson Vixen, uh, six, Axel Footloose, seven, Major Innings, eight, Whiskey Right, and uh, we have a couple of reserves, nine, Callum Sun, ten, Aston Geisha. So they're the um, uh, Summer Sizzle Field. And, uh, Brett, um, give us some info on the Summer Sizzle. Yeah, look, two heats run last week. Uh, he's, for me, recorded a strong win from box three in 25.36. He was fast to begin, then headed by Crimson Vixen, but was able to check off her heels Early in the home straight and forge, cleared a score by almost half a length. Uh, early favourite in that uh, heat, my brocade, was never in the hunt after missing the start and just found a little bit too much trouble on the first turn, but uh, fortunately has made it through to the final. Uh, Anthony has a party, uh, had a bit of joy in the second heat with Whiskey Right, Whiskey White Right justifying his odds on favouritism to score in a time of 25 and 30 seconds. Had to overcome some early trouble on the home turn, but uh, once he saw clearer, he put the field away in a few strides and eventually scoring by just under uh, one and a half lengths and sure to be improved heading into the final. All right, good luck to the team at uh, Warnable. Seems uh, an obvious uh, success. You have a feature race with uh, good prize money and you coincide that, of course, with uh, lots of uh, things for the families to do. And also there's a $10,000 maiden final, we should mention. So we're talking about a lot of features and group races, but always important to uh, promote the races at the other end of the spectrum. So $10,000 and uh, the Warrnambool Fencing Specialist Sprint is also worth 7000 So lots of prize money on offer there at uh, Warrnambool as well. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. First edition for 2019 of Off The Leash for GRV with Andrew Hughes, Molly Haynes, Brett McLaughlin. Let's go back to talking about the Warrigal Toyota Cup on Saturday night and uh, one of the uh, trainers of uh, a dog in the field is Rocky Krasafi. He has Jebrina and uh, Rocky takes our call on uh, Off The Leash. How are you, Rocky? Good, how are you? Rocky, it's Molly here. What a run uh, Jabrina produced in his Warrigal Cup heat on Friday night. I have to ask, what kind of expectations did you have for him heading into the heats? Because it was a pretty big step up in class for him. Yeah, it was. uh, But uh, I thought uh, when I saw the field, uh, I was worried about the red, but um, I thought if he jumped, he can uh, beat that, which he did. He's got he's got a lot of ability and he's very quick early. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the final. Now he's unbeaten at Warrigal over the 460 metre distance. Why do you think he's had so much success on the track so far? I think because he's um, been um, 
uh, educated there from early age. Uh, what, the, the owner, Brian Sark, uh, was taking him down and uh, giving him uh, hand slip and 400-metre runs and things when he broke him in. And uh, he seemed to like the track, yeah. Absolutely. Now, Rocky, we had a bit of a chat yesterday afternoon and you told me that this dog has actually brought you out of retirement from training greyhounds. I'd love you to talk us through the conversation uh, you had with the owners and I suppose what it took for you to come out of retirement. I mean, this dog must be pretty special in your eyes. Yeah, well, uh, Brian was telling me how good he broke in and uh, Naomi, which is the sister, they're on the dog uh, together. And uh, they were telling me how good he broke in, and because we've been friends for years, we, as I said, one and two train it, and not sort of tossing up. And I got my grandkids, which they're very interested to, the whole family's interest. And I brought the family together by having these dogs. The, we got to the race together, and the, we talk about the dog, and, you know, we have a really good time with it. Yeah, no, it sounds like it's a really, I suppose, family-run joint down there. Now, Jabrina is a winner of seven races from 10 starts. He won his maiden over the 460 at Warrigal. Are you happy with how he's come along in his races? Yes, uh, I am, yes. He's improved. He's, he's still a young dog. I believe that uh, then I'll reach the full potential until the two and a half. He's only 23 months old, so he's got plenty improved to do, I think. Oh, sorry, Brett. I I cut you off there. I have one more question for you, Rocky. Um, what do you what do you think of this? Like, what do you think this dog can achieve in the future? Are you going to? I see he he did have a crack at the Silver Chief series. He was defeated by Baruga Brett, who ended up winning the entire series. But what do you think's in store for this greyhound moving forward? Well, if he improves a little bit more, you know, I'm, you know I expect big thing, big things with him. You know, like. Uh, but then depend how, you know, holds up and injury and things like that. I hope he stays sound and uh, uh, we'll take it as it comes, you know. I'm not, um, I can't commit, say, he's going to win the Melbourne Cup or anything. I hope he does. But if the time comes that he's good enough, uh, that's what we aim for anyway. Now, Rocky, you've come up with uh, Box 5 in the final on Saturday night. What kind of chance do you give him and what do you think uh, it would take for him to come out on top on uh, Saturday night? Yeah, I think the red, it's uh, very hard to beat uh, if he comes out and uh, uh, the uh, uh, number six. Uh, is Allen. A, yeah, very special dog too. So uh, he's got to come out. He's got to come out running. Yeah, and I hope that uh, he'll do that. Well, we've got you. Uh, you've now got uh, Sale Cup winner Neo Clear in your kennel. What are the plans with uh, that greyhound going forward? Uh, Neo Clear, I'm, I'm going to have a go on the... Cranbourne uh, Cup, yep, and uh, in you know in February. So at the moment, I just uh, educate them there, or not educate them, but put them around the track so that because they've never been there. And uh, I'm racing the brother tomorrow night there, mm-hmm. Black Nia, and um, then uh, I'll race her next week if everything's all right, and show them the track and go for the couple there. Now you must feel pretty pretty honoured, I suppose, to have a dog like Neo Cleo when you can. I know you've had some great ones in the past, but Neo Cleo, she's a she's a fantastic dog, but she's also so versatile. I mean, she's come off a Sale Cup win, and now you're looking at a 500 um, meter Cranbourne Cup. Uh, you know, it must be really exciting to, I suppose, plan a race program for a dog like Neo Cleo. Yeah, yeah, we give we give her a bit of a break, like a week off. It done didn't do nothing, and. Uh, 
and now she starts sort of uh, walking and free gallop and things like that. And we hope she's fresh enough enough to to do that. You know, the owners want to have a go at it, and uh, we're going to have a go at it. Rocky, all the best. Good luck on Saturday night with your greyhound, and thanks for taking the call on Off the Leash. Thank you very much. See you later on. Rocky Krasafi there, who has uh, Jebrina in the final, and I hope uh, if uh, Rocky does win with his dog at the end, he'll run up and down the stairs at uh, Warrigal <laughs> and, and punch the air a la the Rocky from the uh, movie many years ago. Okay, this is off the leash, and uh, Brett, let's go on to the watchdog. How did it fare over the weekend? Yeah, the watchdog was hot, just like the Victorian weather at uh, Bendigo on Saturday morning, Andrew. Seven of the 12 winners tipped on top, including a couple of exactors in races two and three, and a couple of first fours in races seven and also race 12. So uh, in form going ahead uh, for the new year. Yes, for all the best free form guides, simply Google the Watchdog. No cost, no subscription. Just uh, read away at your own leisure and it will help you in your uh, betting and uh, information on all of the meetings covered by GRV. Brett, the Litter of the Week. Yep, this week's Litter of the Week. Andrew Mapunga Blazer out of May It Be. Welped on the 2nd of October last year for the Champagne Syndicate, who, of course, is headed by Angela Langton, champion trainer. May It Be is a daughter of... Chasing the Dream, who is of American bloodline. She was brought over here by Jeff Collins, and she's been able to produce Group 2 winner Dublin Bull, who won a Group 2 race in Sydney over 700 metres. May it be had seven pups, four dogs, and three females. And, of course, uh, Mapunga Blazer, we know his feats on the track, is slowly gaining momentum as a stud dog. And for all your latest Victorian litters, don't forget the contact information is in the latest edition of the Greyhound Monthly, Molly. Now, one thing I did really mm-hmm. want, to, uh, want to mention with May it be, so the American Bloodlines, which is so exciting for me, these produced Fantabale. So the cross from Fantabale bringing in, um, do, uh, I suppose, the sire as well as the um, the brood, uh, broody as well. So you just don't know what you can achieve from, I suppose, having the like, you know, interstate greyhounds being bred which way and which way and everywhere. And Mapunga Blazer, like you mentioned, you know, he was a phenomenal dog. Bre- uh, Jeff Britton, who trained um, Mapunga Blazer and holds him at stud, said that he was the fastest dog he's ever put a lead on. Now Jeff's had some pretty good cool. dogs in his time. Mapunga Blazer. It was a little bit injury prone, but what he was able to achieve on the track was, you know, phenomenal. The times more so than, I suppose, the group races. He got there in the end, but he he's a great dog. He's also a lovely dog to be around too. So, um, yeah, great. Well, I did there. not know the connection of Fanavale. I've learnt that already on my first <laughs> show with you, and I'm I'm about to learn Molly how you actually arrive at the Gap Dog of the Week because having been out there and been to the adoption days. I can't differentiate. They all smile. They all look so lovable. And I can understand if someone left with 15 new additions to the home. But how did you come up with and what is who is the Gap Dog of the Week? Do you know what? The Gap Dog of the Week is always a really tough one for me. I, um, I'm probably the most tragic when it comes to the Gap Dogs. I've got three of my own at home. My partner's a trainer. He's and that's got... just from the last adoption. Yeah. <laughs> that's just... uh, no, my partner's a trainer. He's got three kennels at home. And um, I somehow managed to keep filling, filling the... Um, the race kennels with some gap dogs that I um, usually get to come inside when I when I come home of a night. But this week's gap dog of the week, I've chosen B2. He's a five-year-old black male and he raced under the name of Burrawonga B2. Now, he had 41 starts for four wins and 12 minor placings. So he, he certainly wasn't a world beater, but he, he still made it around the traps. Uh, the gap girls tell me he's a lovable cuddle pie who's always up for a big snuggle. They also said he's a really calm boy who has the occasional silly spell which I suppose adds to the bit of a the bit of the drama about them now um 
If you think that you can include B2 into your home, just make sure you contact GAP, which is gap.grv.org.au. He will be available at the upcoming adoption um, event. So that'll be next Friday to Sunday. B2 will be available. But make sure you check out online all of these greyhounds. They have their profiles. So if you're interested in this adoption day, it's a really good idea to come prepared. So go on to GAP, like we mentioned, gap.grv.org.au. There's an available dog section. You can go through, you can choose whether they've raced before, they've got their colour, a bit of racing history. So it's a really, really good tool to have prior to these adoption days. All right, good luck to Gab with the upcoming adoption days. Good luck to the team at Warrigal with the Warrigal Cup. Good luck to Warrnambool with the Summer Sizzle and the holiday programs. Just uh, many examples there of a busy time already starting 2019 for GRV. We'll keep you up to date every week, of course, with the Off the Leash program. More information on the GRV website and social media. Molly Haynes, Brett McLaughlin, thank you for being with us and have a great week coming up. Thank you. This has been Off the Leash for GRV on RSN 927. Want to hear Off The Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.